Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on a Tuesday, third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg. Home of the curbside 895 lunch with a drink every single day. You can go on Facebook, find out their specials. Go support our friend Slade White and all the good people over at 4th Street Bar and Grill. We continue with uh, Matthew Guidry, senior senior shortstop, our second baseman, I should say, for uh, the Southern Miss baseball team. And, uh, Matthew, we were joking during the break. Um, you know, you got hit 22 times last year by a pitch. Um, and already uh, six or seven times this year. And, I mean, that's a lot, 30 in a career. But uh, good old Michael Sterling still holds that record. As far as we can compute, he had 50 through his junior season. Not sure how many he had his senior season. 28 times. Now, you were a man that got hit six times less than that last year. What is it like? I mean, is it is there a method to it, or is it just, no, nah, they're just going to hit me because I'm Matthew Guidry? I wouldn't say... <laughs> I wouldn't say they're hitting me because I'm Matthew Gidry, but I mean, I don't know, man. It's like I was batting two hole most of the time last year, and I guess that being my third year, that teams in the conference are seeing me, and there's a scouting report on it. Maybe they're like expecting to come inside to me, and maybe they'll beat me that way. So some guys at the college level, pitching wise, don't have the command to like hit the inside part of the plate three times in a row, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, I guess I, just, I guess some pitches got away from them 22 times. <laughs> I don't know. Probably so. It sure didn't work on LSU throwing you you inside. But, you know, you, you talk about you're batting in that two-hole. Uh, you were in the same lineup over the last five years, uh, guys like Taylor Braley, Dylan Berdeau, Matt Walner. And then you, you think about the plethora of pitching talent that has come in with guys like Nick Sandlin and, and Kurt McCarty. I mean, th- there's a reason why the baseball program that you've been a part of the last five years is is a national top 20 program. Do you ever just, I guess during a time like this, you can think about it, but there's been a crazy amount of talent that you've lined up uh, with on the field at Southern Miss. Yeah, man, I think uh, at, the, like, at the time, like during the year, with teams like our 17 team, or playing with guys like Braley and Kirk Sandlin, just, just all those dudes, I think at the time I don't really – no, we're still here. Yeah, we're here. Okay, my bad. My bad. It went quiet for a second. Um, for set, like at times, whenever I was playing with those guys, it didn't really, I didn't really understand like the talent that they had until they were gone. You know, what I'm saying I had time to reflect on it. So, yeah, times like these, like especially at, like the end of seasons, you kind of look back and think about all the stuff you guys did over the course of the season because kind of get caught up in the day-to-day grind that you don't really ever have a chance to reflect on somebody who's going off on a weekend, you know what I'm saying, or going off like during conference play or have a great conference tournament. But, I mean, I played with a lot of great baseball players, man, especially at Southern Miss. And um, I definitely will be able to – I have a lot of uh, – I've learned a lot of baseball as far as just like the the thinking part of the game through – just talking with those guys every day, you know, and they're even better people, man. Uh, our coaching staff brings in guys that they know will fit our program and fit the uh, fit the identity of Southern Miss baseball. So that's credit to them. And uh, so, yeah, they're unbelievable baseball players, but even better, uh, better people. 
Hey Matthew, you talked earlier about that grand slam you hit against LSU, and you know there's so many there's so many highlights we could talk about. Uh, the conference championship games, uh, obviously, are very very important. But I want to take you back to uh, a couple of years back. It was the night that uh, we opened the season at home against Mississippi State, and uh, Luke and I had done the show there uh, early in the earlier before the game. We learned that afternoon that. Uh, you know, we're going to have a real big surprise with the starting pitcher. So that was that was sort of a surprise. Mississippi State gets off the bus. They look very confident and kind of cocky walking across the parking lot. But I go back to the start of the game, and when you came up to bat uh, early in the game, I remember vividly that you were just ferociously swinging the bat. And I thought you really set the tone for the offense uh, the whole night And that, I think it was 11 to nothing, uh, went over a really good Mississippi State program uh, Surely that that night and that weekend has to be has to be a bright moment uh, when you think back on your career. Yeah, for sure. Um, God, that's so long ago, man. Yeah, uh, yeah dude. Um, those kind of wins are definitely big. You know, Mississippi State has a great program. All of Mississippi baseball has great programs. You know, historically. And uh, I remember coming into that weekend. Um, he heard all the talk, especially with the with us opening up with them at home. It's a little bit bigger than your typical opening weekend. And uh, but no, man. I mean, I just I think I, I don't even remember where I was in the lineup. Probably like seventh or eighth hole, seven or eight mm-hmm. hole. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great lineup. We knew that coming into the year with uh, guys like Reynolds and Walner, Slater, all those guys. You know, I can go up and down the the lineup, but. Um, when we're coming into that, we felt confident. We knew that we were going to be able to swing the bats with anybody. Uh, we knew we had Pilkington on the mound. Pilkington is a local guy, or kind of a local guy, so we knew, him, or some of us knew him from high school ball. And great guy, but we knew that he had talent, and we knew our guy was really good too. You know, so I don't think we ever counted ourselves out or doubted that we were going to be able to hang with those guys. I think we knew coming into that weekend that uh, the team that we had was was. Um, ready to compete with anybody. Right, and through the years I watch you guys play, and particularly State and Ole Miss, and, and I, I've always noticed that there seems to be a lot of chatter between the players on bases when they get on base, when you guys get on. I guess you guys, a lot of you guys know each other, don't you, the, from the three big schools? Yeah, man. Um, for sure. You, uh, my fifth, like this past year, in the few games we played, I, uh, like I, I'm kind of old and uh i'm kind of old and kind of out of the loop with some of these younger guys coming up you know but i still know a few of them i keep up with some guys like i know me and jake mangan were good buddies um in high school we met through my little brother and i mean guys from old Miss like john rice and all them like i, I mean i'm pulling for them i'm obviously not i hope i'm every time we step on the field with them i want them to i want them to fall to us obviously but you know, you pull for those guys because they're good people. You know, they're people too, even though they wear different colors and a different logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hope that they find success, man. So, I think that's probably my favorite part. That's why I love playing second base because most of the time I get to talk to guys in a casual manner while the game's going on and just kind of catch up a little bit, you know. And uh, so that's uh, that's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah, we. we a lot of guys know each other for sure. Yeah, and, and I, I, am I right in saying that I think I am? There's a lot of respect between the three programs. A lot of mutual respect. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like uh, it's funny seeing on Twitter fans going at each other and stuff like that. But I mean, they know that we compete. They know we know that they compete. 
so it makes it fun whenever we square off, man. Like playing it at Pearl and like the Trustmark series is always fun, you right? Because it's kind of a middle ground, and you know it's going to be a good crowd turnout, and it's always a good chance to play those guys, man. The, I mean, we're at the we're at the caliber of programs where you always want to play the best, and they're the same way, and they're they're looking forward to playing us because they know that we we bring it all the time. When where it's always a gritty game and. That's part, that's the that's what you play for, man. That's what you come to programs like ours to to do. So right, all right, Matthew. Just a minute or so left. Uh, you kind of told us off air, but uh, what are you doing right now to pass your time? Trying to stay in shape, man. Trying to stay in shape and uh, just stay busy. You know, I'm working at a warehouse just just to get out of the house, man. I'm uh, doing school still. We're still in school, so mm-hmm. um, that's a big part of it. So that's keeping me busy too. So I'm just kind of taking it day by day and waiting to hear some. Always looking for good news, right. whichever, however, may come. All right, we're all looking for that, Matthew. Man, man, we appreciate very much uh, you taking the time. It's just been a real joy watching you play. And uh, when you when you've made that decision, you let us know. We'd love to have you back on the show again. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Matthew Gidry, everybody, one of the true great baseball players. Uh, as Southern Miss, well, I tell you what, uh, Luke. You think about some of these basketball girls and some of these baseball guys. We've been talking about the last two weeks. We've just sort of had the cream of the crop, huh? We really have. And and you look at the different things that they've done, and they all are have are great in their own ways. Um, Gidry, just a own base machine, and sacrificing his body. We should say also, we we might call him Michael Sterling Jr. Sterling got hit twenty eight <laughs> times in a season. Gidry got hit twenty two times uh, in a season. But yeah, I think what goes down uh, as far as as him, um, if this is his last year with Southern Miss, uh, no doubt the one, you know Grand Slam in Tiger Stadium in a regional on one leg. Yeah, that, that was... just kind of sums it up. What type of player Matthew Gidry? Well, that'll be a moment, I'm guessing, when he's 80 years old, he'll remember like it was yesterday. Certainly that was uh, high, high drama uh, in the NCAA regionals and the kind of thing that makes you really proud to be a follower of Southern Miss baseball and and a fan of the Golden Eagle baseball program. All right, I want to thank Matthew Gidry and uh, also Taylor Braley for being on the show today. Kelly Sander, we'll find him. We'll wrap things up, uh, the three of us, uh, when this edition of the Eagle Hour rolls on. Southern Miss to the top.
Greatly appreciate Matthew Gidry for joining us and want to publicly thank Taylor Braley for uh, rescheduling his hunting um, right. week in order to join us. And uh, uh, we, we joke with Taylor, but it, it really is. Bob, how cool is it that he's like, yeah, every time I've come on your show, I've basically been outdoors. Yeah, so, it, it was great. And it, great, it was a true stuff. story. We, we called him, uh, had him scheduled uh, one year that he was playing, and he had just been named to the All-American team. And he was fishing with another player. I forget who the player was now. Colt and, uh, Smith. And we said something to him about making All-American, and he just kind of put the phone out to the side and said, they just said I made the All-American team. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Today was classic, though, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Bob and Luke from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel, thanks for joining us uh, today. Toyota of Hattiesburg brings you the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. You can go on their website, toyotahattiesburg.com, and while you're in this shelter-in-place order and uh, when we emerge, you can go grab you a new Toyota, so be sure to check out their online inventory on ToyotaHattiesburg.com. Kelly Sander joins us and just found out in the commercial break on Twitter, the NCAA transfer portal, looks like the Golden Eagles may possibly be losing a quarterback. A a big signee from a a year ago, Jaden Johnson, who was a three-star quarterback. Some recruiting agencies had him a four-star. 6'2", 210 pounds. Looks like he has entered the transfer portal. Kelly Sander, um, not not good news for, for for Golden Eagle fans, you would think that um, you know Johnson being a dual threat quarterback and, and Matt Kubik's offense being that way, it's just unfortunate. Now we've seen people go into the portal and come back out and stay with their school. Hopefully, that will be the case with Jaden Johnson. It's, it's always a gamble because you have to you have to worry about that. If it doesn't work out, you know, do you really are the other guys on the team going to really want you there? You know, if if they know that you don't necessarily want to be there. I'm not saying that would be the case at Southern Miss, but I'm just saying it's a, it's very tough. And I know a lot of people, you know, coaches in particular, get aggravated at the increasing number of players entering the transfer portal each year. But my, my answer to coaches would be if you want players to be loyal and to honor their commitments, then coaches should honor their commitments. If they're under contract to a current school, they should stay until the end of their contract. Um, so if coaches want players to – be loyal, then I think coaches need to be more loyal as well. No question. Um, you're uh, good news out of good news out of Poplarville. Your boy Tay Hardy looks like he's a first team All American, uh, Golden Eagle commit. So you may lose a quarterback, but you got an excellent point guard coming in, uh, All American Tay Hardy. And you got a, you got another signee. Uh, it looks like from Estonia. It looks like uh, one of Kanopsik's buddies um, from over in Europe is is going to sign. So uh, the the cupboards are starting to fill up a little bit on, on the basketball side. So I think that's a that's a good sign. And, and you're uh, really high on the Hardy kid, aren't you, aren't you, Kelly? Yeah, I've, I've, I got to see him play all year, and of course it's unfortunate with this outbreak that Pearl River didn't get to play in the national tournament because I think they really would have gotten. You know, it's the only undefeated team to ever in that Mac Jack to to enter the national tournament undefeated and. And if you talk to outsiders looking in, they say that Pearl River squad next year might even be better than this year's. Hmm. Uh, they had a couple of dandy, you know, Clarion Ledger dandy dozens uh, in reserve roles this year at Pearl River. Um, and they've added a couple more dandies. So, I mean, Pearl River's loaded. Uh, it'll be fun to see, you know, how that, how that works out next year. Hey, real quick, Kelly, just a couple minutes uh uh, news that Major League Baseball is now looking at the possibility of playing their season 
without fans at the spring uh, training facilities in the state of Arizona. Your thought about that? Uh, I, I just I just think it would be a, a sign a sign that we're that we're trying to get back to normal. Yeah, the the the, the no crowds. The players have already said that they want to play in front of crowds. And and actually, if they did play those facilities, the players would actually be would be required to sit you know far enough apart in the in the bleachers in, in the stands, not necessarily even in the dugouts. Mm. But there are a lot of spring training facilities there. They could they could get a lot of games in. Um, I think if nothing else, it would be they want to be the first sport to hit the field, and because America or baseball is America's pastime, if you got the guys out there on the field in you know safe conditions. Then, then that would sign, be a sign to the rest of the country that it's it's time to slowly get back to normal. I appreciate what they're trying to do, but again, everything's got to be safe and have the blessing of all of our of our health experts across the country that, that this can be done. But it wouldn't surprise me, you know, mm-hmm. at abbreviated spring training maybe at the end of May, and then maybe start playing the tenth of June, something like that, and then as things settle down then maybe spread the schedule out over other cities. But Arizona only has the 22nd highest numbers of infections, so that's not considered a hot spot. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, it would get to be too hot to play all the games in Arizona in the heat of the summer. So we'll see. I applaud them. I hope it happens. How good would it be to be able to sit down tonight and watch a baseball game? It would be pretty good, wouldn't it? Yeah, one in, in 2020 instead of the 1985 National League Championship well, yeah, Series. Yeah. Hey, exactly right. How about the Saints-Falcons game on Monday night last night, though, from 2006? <laughs> how young did Sean Payton, Drew Brees look, and how awesome was it to relive Steve Gleason's block punt? It was incredible, and I'm just thankful they're bringing back some of these old games. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've been watching a few myself. All right, well, guys, that wraps it up for the day. We'll be back tomorrow at uh, 1 o'clock. And uh, we hope that you'll join us, too. Probably a little more time with Kelly tomorrow afternoon. So be thinking of something clever to say, Santa. Could you please? Oh, I've got all sorts of stuff written, but only half of it's appropriate for the year. (laughs) Until tomorrow, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.